Matthew says it this way. Then Joseph, her husband, being that just man and not wanting to make her a public example, speaking of Mary, was minded to put her away secretly simply because she was with child. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, what? God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took him his and took to him his wife. So Joseph is in this song is asking the question, why me? He's asking the question, why him? Why here? Why her? Why jo- Why Mary? And then in the song it says, love as most of us, if not all of us know, had to reach so far. I will briefly go through these. First of all, Joseph, as it asks, uh, why me? For I'm a simple man of trade. Joseph was a praying man. I trust God to give us more praying fathers. If there were more praying fathers, there'd be less crime. There would be less sin, of course, and there would be less immorality. I pray that God will give us praying fathers. Not only was Joseph a praying man, he was a patient man. And he himself did not act rationally. Uh, Matthew 1, 24 and 25, we just read into your hearing uh, he was a spouse, practically, or was married to Mary, but he was not intimate with Mary because she was with child, the Son of God. I would say he's a patient man, wouldn't you? Joseph not only was a praying man, not only was a patient man, but Joseph was a pious man. Luke, the physician, tells us concerning after Jesus was a certain age and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Can you imagine being the stepfather of the Son of God? Can you imagine Joseph sticking his chest out and saying, yeah, I'm bad. I'm the man. But he didn't do that. He was a humble man. He was a pious man. And he loved his son, Jesus Christ. Not only was he a praying man, a patient man, a pious man, he was a protective man. Mary was supposed to have been stoned. To have gotten pregnant without being married simply meant 
that you were stoned. He protected her. He took her in and became her husband. Not only did he protect his wife, Mary, he protected Jesus, his son. He took him when the Lord, the angel of the Lord spoke to him and Herod was going to have him killed. And he protected him by taking him to another company. Uh, country. So Joseph was a praying man. He was a patient man. He was a pious man. And thank God he protected Jesus Christ. But he also received the promise of God himself. And you can see him standing by the manger holding that baby and knowing that this child, this child was God's covenant that would be established certainly with man. Kind, And he, he chose to offer love and kindness and mercy to him. Not only did he ask, why me? But then the second question that he asked, why him? With all the rulers of the world, with all the people of the world, why not a, why not a Pharisee or a Sadducee, the pious and the great religious leaders of that day? Why not Herod, the ruler of Judea and Samaria? Why not Philip, the ruler of the Transjordan? Why not Herod, another Herod, the ruler of Galilee? Why not Caesar Augustus? Why not Pontius Pilate or or Caiaphas, the high priest? Why not all these great men and all these great people? Why not them? But Jesus chose A little child, or God chose a little child, and his name was Jesus Christ. Why him? Isaiah says, for unto us a child is born. This was prophesied approximately 700 years before Jesus was born. Why him? Because God chose him. He was hope out of helplessness. Jesus Christ was deity simply coming, embracing humanity. The word of God, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. A love. If you want to read some great scripture, look at St. John chapter 1. Read the entire chapter and look at what the Bible says. John says, God says about this one that came, that he became flesh and dwelt among us. He was God Almighty in the flesh. The unlimited God became the limited man. I added something to this. The limited man was the unlimited God. Huh? That one you must think about. The unlimited man was the, or or the limited man was the unlimited God. And certainly God reveals that to us and shows us the importance of deity embracing humanity. Though a child, he claimed to be older than time and greater than death. He became the very image, Paul wrote into the, uh, to the folks at Colossae, the very image of a precise copy. Not like Chris taking a picture with the camera and that's the image. He became precise image of certainly our father. Why me? Why Joseph? Why him? Why Jesus? 
Why here? Why not in a mansion? Why in this stable? I'll give you three reasons why. Because in the stable, it is cold. Christ came to a cold, hopeless world and brought light and warmth to hearts and lives of people. And for every one of us here in this building today that have ever met Christ, accepted him, something happened on the inside. Our coldness went from cold to to warmth. The stable is a cold place. Not only is the stable a cold place, the stable is a dark place. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. There's something about the light, and they wonderfully illustrated that this morning in their presentation, how that that one light can light and dispel darkness. And no matter how dark, no matter how hopeless your life and my life might be, Jesus Christ came and brought in, ushered in the light that he provides for us. And no matter how, how sorrowful our life is, how much we grieve. If we allow him, he allow the light of, of heaven to fill our soul. Not only is a stable cold, not only is it dark, but it is dirty. Can you imagine in with the filthy animals? We see a presentation, drama, a drama about the, 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 the Christmas play and all those things. And we don't, we don't see the filth. That is in a stable. But it was filthy. Jesus Christ comes to us in all of our mess and in all of our filth and in all of our sin. Sin is dirty. It is filthy. It is ungodly. God turned his back on Jesus Christ on the cross because he could not look upon him for the sin, the filth. Of the world. But Jesus came. To do away with the filth. The ungodliness. Jesus Christ. Came to our abode. Whether it's cold. Or dark. Or filthy. And he changed our lives. A personal encounter. With Jesus Christ. Radically. Changes man. From cold. To warmth. From dark. To light, certainly from filth to purity, through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Joseph said, Why me? Not only why me, but why him, this baby, this child? Not only that, but why here in this place? And then number four, why her? Someone said she was a teenager. In fact, some of the historians say she was approximately 14 years old. Why her? Why not a mansion? Why not a king? Why not a princess? Why just a simple, ordinary girl that God Almighty chose to give the birth or give birth to the one that would save the world? Why her? Mary was a young girl. 
Mary was not only young, she was an ordinary Jewish girl engaged to a carpenter named Joseph. Why her? Yet God changed the world through her. And some of us, we have a problem sometimes by looking at ourselves and saying, why me, God? I'm just ordinary. I can't, I can't do thus and so. I can't change people's lives. God can use every one of us, all of us that are ordinary, to change people's lives. And sometimes the devil will put you down and try you. But I'm going to tell you something. You may be ordinary, but God makes you extraordinary in his sight. And that's what happened to Mary. God changed her life. Love had to reach so far. God in his love reached out to us with the most valuable, not only the most valuable, but the most precious thing he had. And that was Jesus Christ. Love reached Zacchaeus. I'm going to look at a few of these people that love reached. Love reached Zacchaeus, a religious leader that ran before Jesus on this earth, climbed the tree, and God said to him, I want to reach you, Zacchaeus. Not only that, but a woman that had been married five times, she came to a well with a heart that was broken, and Jesus Christ spoke to the Samaritan woman, and he reached out to her and changed her soul until she went running down through the village and said, Come see a man that's told me all things. You know, I wondered about that. Why did she say that? Come see a man that told me all things I ever did. Why did she say it that way? I believe this. I believe she was so excited that Jesus knew all about her. Her ungodliness, her filth, her lifestyle, and yet he loved her. Come see a man that knew everything about me and loves me. You might say, I have this hidden, I have that hidden. No one knows anything about it. And you may bow your head in shame, but I'm here to tell you, Jesus knows all about you. And he loves you. He spoke to Zacchaeus. He spoke to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, breathing his last breath, spoke to the thief and said today, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. You're talking about reaching far. You're talking about reaching him at the last minute. Jesus Christ changed the thief on the cross. He was changed. And then Jesus Christ reached to a woman that they had brought before him that had committed adultery. They threw her down before him and she was to be stoned, killed. And they thought they'd trapped Jesus But Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground. And they said, how about it? She's supposed to be stoned. The law of Moses demands that she be stoned. And he rose to his feet. And he said, he without sin cast the first stone. And they left every one of them. And the only people remained was her. And the one they called Jesus. Jesus said to her, where art thou accusers? And she said, Lord. See, she was going to die. She's this close to being stoned to death. And they walk away because of the wisdom and the words of Christ. Where art thou accusers? And she said, Lord, I have none. And Jesus came to her. 
he reached so far to her and said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What a reach. What a reach. 